0: Hello, I'm Benjamin Brimbo. I'm another character in the Tim Curry Time Warp. I'm just over here if you want any vegan parfaits. That's all I do. I'm very good at making them. Unfortunately, I'm also a biblical literalist. You want to see a, a, a recommended Reddit post I had. Please do show me one of that, yes. Why does this fucking thing keep propping up cropping up adjacent to me? What, what do you mean? This is like the fifth time I'm seeing this image this week. <laughs> really? If you need this t-shirt, say yes. <laughs> I thought that said Brand Edwards. (laughs) It's just this weird homunculus who's like clearly a marketing robot (laughs) who's accidentally named Brand.
1: And it's 68, which is only one number off of the funny number.
0: So close. So close, but utterly um... incorrect.
1: It's a post in r slash manx. And the, uh, the 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 title of the post is Manx Cat. And the image is... It says, If you need this t-shirt, comma say yes. Full stop. <laughs> and it's the words Manx Cat with different colours like uh, trailing down and then cut out of the blocks of colour is the silhouette of a Manx Cat. And uh, yes, I had... I had that recommended by Reddit because I've shown interest in animals and pets.
0: That is an animal or
1: pet. So what? What context did you see this image?
0: I just, I, I just feel like it's been floating around Twitter, and really? I've just scrolled past this fucking thing. And I mean, just...
1: I, I tweeted that image, so maybe you just saw my tweet of that Maybe I image just somehow you...
0: already knew this anecdote. Yeah. Yeah, but only gently. Because I had no reason to have seen this otherwise. I'm still not entirely sure what it's about, to be honest. Manx cat. A whole Reddit page for just a shirt with the silhouette of a cat on it.
1: Oh, this is a great picture that's just popped up on my... uh... Twitter feed that I've got to share with you.
0: Show me! That's, that's George of the Lucas, is it not? Yeah. He's just staring... <laughs> seems to be staring soulfully into a plate of beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what the narrative is here.
1: Apparently this person just, uh, so I'm just wandering around the mall, getting getting a meal, hanging out with his wife and child.
0: Just hanging out in a mall, being George Lucas. Yeah, I love the, the fact that uh, near he, the beans. His, his family are
1: just his family are like look lively there, and George Lucas is just doing the same thing, which is slightly looking down.
0: George Lucas has got to keep an eye on the floor.
1: George Lucas is a strange man, isn't he? But he's not a coward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I half knew where that came from.
1: <laughs> Specifically, I, I say he's not a coward because um, do you know about do you know about the funny Star Wars slug that became a meme recently?
0: There's a funny, <clears throat> there's a meme slug for Star Wars currently yes it's
1: called claude
0: claude mm,
1: and uh i'll show you claude first and then i'll show you the meme
0: i thought it was i thought it was going to be called uh, that's that's certainly claude yeah i thought it was going to be called something hilarious like shug bumpo or something it does trouble me that he is a penis
1: yeah, uh, and that ties into why I think that George Lucas isn't a coward. But I'll get to that. Here's the meme.
0: Oh, I have seen this.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's because um, in the film, it cuts between the, uh, the the background lesbian kiss that you only slightly see, cause, so they could cut it out in China, and Claude. <laughs> Looking like that. And so uh, people have been... uh... So yeah, here's here's an example of the meme in use. Just a slug
0: looks at lesbians. Mm.
1: Or gays in general, since
0: that's Kaworu from... Slug who looks at people who are gay. In a very sort of... There's shades of the Grinch sort of emanating Mm. from this slug's face. So, yes,
1: and the reason why I mention George Lucas's uh, lack of cowardice is that George Lucas, after being told that Claude looks like a penis, would have not cut him mostly from the film. Claude was apparently, in the early drafts of Rise of Skywalker, Mm -hmm. big enough deal that he was on the original poster for the film. In the final cut, he appears in the background, like, three
0: times. Now, the thing with... the thing there is, still in the film, yes? Clearly. Yes. Yes. They've not solved... the like, now there's just a dick alien with no context.
1: Yeah. Apparently, uh, he mostly got cut from the film by... J.J. J. Abrams, who I think is a consummate coward in general. I think that his work is cowardly mm-hmm. and his uh, his approach to filmmaking is also cowardly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he was told that Claude looked like a penis and so he And clearly thought the solution
0: him. was to divorce him from 90% of the context, thereby making him more powerful. Yes, As an idea.
1: Whereas George Lucas would have said okay. given him a 30 minute CGI,
0: CGI music scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he probably would have done something like that. I think that J.J. J. Abrams is a cowardly man. And George Lucas is not <laughs> a cowardly man. McClunky.
0: McClunky? Do you not know about McClunky? You can't say that so indignantly as if I'd have any reason to know about McClunky.
1: You should know McClunky! (gasps) McClunky.
0: George Lucas
1: was given the opportunity to make... he, He was given the opportunity to make a new edit to the, uh... Star Wars Special Editions... for, um... when they were going up on... Disney Plus. I don't mm-hmm. know how that was arranged... or why it happened... but he changed exactly one thing. In the, the infamous scene... where... people argue over who shot first... you know the one... yeah, with Greedo... he just added... before the shooting happens... Greedo saying (laughs) McClunky that's all he did and like that to me is quintessentially George Lucas he was he he was given an opportunity to make a new edit to his film and what he did is made Greedo say (laughs) (laughs) McClunky
0: Was it as slow and deliberate as you made it sound? I'm just... Like a fucking noir gangster.
1: Slightly faster, but not by much. Here's the the top video. It is somebody recording their television screen by the lips of it, but it
0: works. Okay, I I feel like I need to watch this in order to react it, but this is probably going to fuck up the call, so there'll be a slight cut here. That's fine. A clunky crashed Discord. Yeah.
1: Also, apparently, it translates that to was, Hot Pockets.
0: That was in. Like, there was. It was so non sequitur. There was no, like, feeling or emotion that I could mm. register behind that. The caption says Hot
1: Pockets, which I didn't. I don't. I, I... <laughs> I don't know how you <laughs> get that. Yeah. But, but, yeah. McClunky. (laughs) So, yeah, that's why I think George Lucas is a certified Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Lucas. Chad Lucas. Like, J.J. Abrams would never
0: McClunky. I think think the reason it fucks me up so much is, like, obviously in-universe, the character did not know he was about to die. Yeah. But this was added in long after that moment was cemented in the film's history. Yeah, like like, um, someone knew that he was going to die. And just let him go. So
1: 1977, and that was like 2020, maybe. So, yeah, about 40 years
0: after the film every 4 years of hindsight we decided that the <laughs> its last words which would, would just be in, in in just the most neutral voice possible
1: McClanky.
0: maclankie <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing really... it's probably in his language that's probably incredibly profound well, apparently it means hot pockets <laughs> Well, Hot Pockets might be something else in space.
1: I've been uh, I've got that uh, new Lego Star Wars game.
0: Yes, you mentioned that. Yeah, been enjoying
1: that. Good Jar Jar moments in it. Good Gungan moments in general. I'm only on episode two, though, so who knows what will happen in future.
0: Who knows what the future might bring? They might ruin it all on the way out Wacky Races. Mm, I, I'm genuinely
1: curious to see how Rise of Skywalker is in it. <laughs> a film that I have zero affection for.
0: You never know. It might have been waiting for this. Mm,
1: maybe that's what it needed all along.
0: <laughs> this might be Rise of Skywalker's my clunky moment. Mm, my clunky moment. Space!
1: Got a rat named Piss now. I haven't you do that have on a rat named Piss... Mr. woofus. Oh, is that you, Pess, who's come to see me? No, that's Speedy, his brother, Speedy.
0: Speedy is upon us.
1: Speedy is the only one with a semi-normal name out of the three, because the, the other one is Oligarch. <laughs> These are oh, rat uh, names. Mocker's come over to see me, and now Mocker is more commonly known as Belly Cat. <laughs>
0: I think you should call one of your rats the public.
1: <laughs> Maybe I just I, should.
0: I just think this would work very well in the national interest.
1: Oh, that's reminded me, and I don't know why it's reminded me, but apparently there was a chance earlier today that Tim Martin could have come to the pub, which would have been horrible. <laughs> I've, uh, he's come to the pub when I've been there before, and he's just. He's just. A he's what expect, He's yeah. a vacuum of charisma, basically. <laughs> uh, but I considered. If he came into the kitchen again, I considered introducing myself as Corey Tunt.
0: <laughs> Magnificent. Just seeing he, yeah. how long it'd take.
1: Yeah, he didn't arrive. And if he yeah. said anything, I'd be like, "What? that's just my name. I'm just Corey Tunt.
0: I think I know what reminded you of that. Because, you know, speaking of things that are in the national interest, he didn't show up that day.
1: Yes, that was fantastic. I was actually, I was feeling pretty, like, uh, mentally stable for the first time in a while earlier. Yes. Pretty good. Tim Martin had shown up, I got out of work early, it wasn't a particularly busy day uh, and then I saw the Osamatsu dub and that <laughs> sent me to spiralling and then there was yeah, a massive that, thunderstorm
0: That explains a lot of the time spent on that
1: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it genuinely plummeted my mental Like
0: again, <laughs> it's the context around it counts for a lot
1: Yeah Oh hello oligarch Hello,
0: Money.
1: He looks like Bear in the Big Blue House.
0: <laughs> Presumably, the bear from Bear in the Big Blue House, not both yeah, simultaneously.
1: It... He looks like the concept of Bear. In he the looks Big like Blue a House.
0: large bipedal bear staring out of, <laughs> staring out, of a semi-detached.
1: Um. So do you do you give? Do you give any of a shit about um, what's it called uh, Eurovision? Beyond that one song that we listened to before,
0: not even remotely. Why do you ask? Because
1: there was another good song this time. Well, there was a few, but I there was one that I I thought you might be interested in on a conceptual it level. to me. Um, it's uh, by the Norwegian. Pop duo Sub-Wool-Fur. It's a conceptually odd song, in the way that I like my uh, I like my Eurovision songs to either be actually good or just go batshit. And this is a, a case of batshit. Right. You, don't have, you don't have to listen to all of it. Just to like get yeah, get right. the I, idea.
0: I, I just saw the word McClunky again and just immediately <laughs> started smiling.
1: Hmm. Curious. So the th- the thing that gets me about this is that it's such it's like the most normal pop song. Yeah. It's the most normal pop song. But it's it's just it it's keeps... just a no Norwegian men dressed as wolves. A weird yellow wolf man. A wolf-banana hybrid. Mm. Singing about bananas.
0: It keep, they keep fleshing out... fleshing the word grandma up on the I know screen that, like it's particularly that, significant.
1: I know, that was another thing that I thought was like... And the fact that the people who are actually watching it live couldn't see that so that they've just... They've included the w- the word grammar coming up in big letters across the screen to make sure you definitely know. And I don't. it's it's not nearly as good as uh think about things was. Think about things was transcendent. Hmm. I just thought it was um I thought it was curious in its uh its combination of I don't want to say genericness, but like uh general pop it's so like it's it, wide it appeal kind of, pop
0: like and a comparison was drawn in my mind between this and what does the fox say mm-hmm. and like i feel where this differs is that it's almost like it's trying to be music in a way that, yeah
1: like, like you know, what what does the fox say just felt like
0: um Oh, Seneca like We're you, being funny, haha <laughs>
1: funny. Like you, yeah, uh,
0: you know, you know that they go. What does the fox say? But like, you don't remember the fucking tune. Yeah, you don't remember how that song went outside of that bit. You just know that a person goes ning for an absurd amount of time.
1: Yeah, but this is like this is a competent song that obviously had some effort went into it.
0: Yeah,
1: but, but it's also. It's also about. Well,
0: just some yeah. men suggest some names for a wolf they're gonna fuck. I'm but, not sure. Yeah.
1: The, another standout one, which I don't think you need to hear to get the idea, but it was um, it was the entry from Moldova, and it's entirely about a new train line. That goes through the country that they were a bit excited about. It's like a uh, pop folk hybrid. Fucking
0: uh, bragging about their rail infrastructure. Yeah,
1: Bright, it's bragging about a train that takes. I, mm, I think it was like, uh, well over ten hours, to get across a very small country. <laughs>
0: New from Moldova, slow trains. Fuck your
1: schedule. Um, one of the ones that didn't get into the final, but I found particularly funny and just say, like, oh my god, that dude is a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Austria's entry was, um, like this sort of, uh, DJ pop style thing. Um, Called Halo, and it was just like General. We're gonna do this. We're getting through this together. It's the end of the world and stuff. That sort of thing. You know the sort of yeah. song. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but they very specifically used the words "finish the fight" very prominently in it. Incredible. Which, as you may, which as you may know, and the audience may know, is the tagline
0: for Halo Three. Because Jonathan Chief uh, Says that he's finishing the fight at one point Mm. In I think the prior game And we all remember that
1: At the end of the prior game he says I'm finishing the fight
0: But he made a liar of himself Because the fight was not actually finished As we know until Halo 3 Hmm
1: I'm finishing so he, the he fight. he was finishing
0: then, that fight for a hell of a long time.
1: Yeah, and then he finished the fight in Halo three and then in Halo four there's a new fucking fight. Oi, oh, don't scramble each other. Be kind. We're scrambling. We're scrambling with kindness.
0: Uh, I seem to recall that at the end of another Eurovision I didn't watch one of the entries like they they did the Ginyu Force pose. <laughs> Like, just Probably. flat out, unmistakably, as all force poses would have to be.
1: I wonder if they've ever, um, Shade at Eurovision.
0: Right, I've remembered what that is now. Okay. <laughs> Because for a second, my brain was, like, auto-correcting it to shaved, and I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like... I wonder if, I wonder I mean, if anyone's that it, ever shaved at Eurovision. That I was sat here thinking, I mean, that would be unique, but I'm not sure of the entertainment value of just watching <laughs> someone shave for, like, the, I guess the duration of a song. Has anyone ever lost hair in real time?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Mika. Mika was one of the hosts in Italy for Eurovision for some reason. He did a he did a performance during the the vote
0: counting. He did the vote counting song to help oh, him. At,
1: at one point, he was just like doing his like, he was just obviously reading off the teleprompter and stuff, saying all the stuff he had to say during one of the hosting bits. And then the two the two wolf men just sort of started cuddling it up to him, and he had to keep <laughs> reading off the teleprompter while these two wolf men nuzzled at him.
0: A snoofin.
1: They were snoofin.
0: They snoofin' him. We're snoofin' Meek on the nine
1: o'clock news. I, I like Eurovision when it's weird shit, and then I sort of zone out when it's just dull stuff. Sometimes there's an actual good song, and you're like, ah, oh, it's impressive. The one I, I felt worse. Oh, sorry. So I was, you I was try. just going
0: to interject and say that I like. The only thing I remember like I think my last exper- my last first hand experience with Eurovision was that I just happened to be in the room while some of it was on and I seem to remember... I think it was I think it was Graham Norton who does them now.
1: Yes yeah. Just sort of he Used to be Terry Wogan.
0: Yeah, but it it just sort of felt like he was reaching for things to be sarcastic about because yeah. that's what Terry Wogan did.
1: Yeah, that is and what like he the, does. it
0: just sort of didn't for it.
1: Yeah, we're often like when we're sitting there watching it, he'll say something, and we'll be like, "Oh, that was mean. Why'd you say that? Don't be a dick,
0: Graham." Like these these things need to be based. Like if you're gonna do that kind of humour, it's based in observation. <laughs> like you can't just find anything. Uh, the 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 person I felt worst for was
1: Germany's entry. It was like this uh this young young guy who went up on his own mm. he got no cheers when he came out, everyone else when they came out onto the stage at the beginning got like big rounds of applause he got nothing
0: what they got against the one German lad
1: and then he did his performance and he did such a good job that everyone started cheering because like he really had a great stage presence but then he got the lowest amount of points out of anyone he got 6 points Bear in mind that the actual winners, who were y- Ukraine, got over 600 points.
0: Was there some kind of conspiracy against this one guy from Germany?
1: I don't know, it felt,
0: like, it, felt so it, bad it, for him. It feel, from what you're describing, it feels like Eurovision was trying to like put this fucker in the ground. <laughs> And, like, it's only because the performance was so undeniably, like, good that the audience rebelled. Yeah.
1: That's usually what they do for the UK, but we actually came second this time. It was a good song. It was good. Mm. And uh, Ukraine's song was fucking good as well. So I think that it quite possibly could have won, even without the uh, current situation, but I think it did get Hmm. some voting due to it.
0: That might... You know what? I think that might actually be why we were allowed to come in second this year. Mm. Because this was the year where they could be like, well, you know, we can't take this away from Ukraine. Yeah. So, like, we get to come so close. But it's like, nah, this... People
1: People actually voted at first because they thought uh, we probably weren't gonna win, so it's fine this time. So long as Oh we that's don't. fucking
0: ironic. <laughs> so, to to explain, like my brain immediately made a parallel between that and the Brexit vote. Oh. Where people were like, oh, this'll be a laugh and then the next day they were like, Wait, what? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. there were all these news stories about people being like I, well, I didn't think it was gonna. I didn't think they were gonna <laughs> do it. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, the the, the guy uh, who who we had for it this year is called Sam Ryder. He seems like a genuinely nice person. Hmm. Um, he uh, we discovered we actually have a photograph of him in our house, completely unrelated. He went to he went to school with uh my mate's cousin. And like uh-huh. one of the only pictures of that cousin that we have in the house is her on her like school leaving day of her standing and with Sam Ryder. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. Uh, uh it was a song about uh it was a song about being in space and uh like it it in very in very Bowie-ish fashion. Uh, it used sort of like a a pun style thing. I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of a pun. Uh, the whole the whole song was like I'm in space, man. So like it makes spaceman. Ah, because the song's called Spaceman.
0: Spaceman. Ah, it's
1: pretty good. But yeah, I, just, I only I mostly bring it up because of the fact that we found that out and that was interesting to me.
0: You've you've had the you've had the, the, the Kevin Bacon moment of looking Ooh. at photos. The Kevin Seeing fucking, who sings near you.
1: A fucking Kevin moment.
0: You've had a Kevin fuck moment.
1: Pretty sure there was one other th- Oh yes, I there's one more Oh, sorry. I hiccuped slightly. Then there's one Curses. more Eurovision-related thing that I want to mention because it's fucking funny. So mm-hmm. uh, Iceland's entry was one of the uh, one of the women in it because it was three women who I think were sisters. It was called Sister. Was the band name. <laughs> um, one of the women uh, has a trans kid and they whenever they weren't on stage they were prominently wearing like uh supportive t-shirts and holding trans oh, flags cool. and stuff all of them uh but um jk rowling tweeted
0: and uh, <laughs> and so begins J- the descent
1: jk rowling tweeted uh like uh, something about how she based part of one of her Her books, I think, The Christmas Pig, which is one of her more recent ones, Uh, she based part of it on... This is
0: a recent book that she might have been interested in selling that she's just talking about apropos of nothing, is it? Yeah. Okay, carry on.
1: She was like, I based part of the climax on something I saw in Iceland and then said, three women with the guitars, what's not to love, hashtag Iceland, hashtag Eurovision. And she got so dunked on with pictures of them with their (laughs) very prominent uh, trans-supportive stuff.
0: We love to see it. Mm.
1: So yeah, that's uh, this year's obligatory I talk about Eurovision to somebody who doesn't particularly care about Eurovision bit.
0: (laughs) We love to see it in Iceland and base a book on it.
1: SPICE!